It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It's the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams over the course of seven years. Classic temp job in my 20s was awesome. Now I get a chance to do even more fun stuff. Got a bunch of broadcasting gigs, including I'll be in the booth Saturday night for Eagles Giants. I'll be on the sideline Sunday afternoon for Bills against the Bengals. Should be an epic weekend for your boys. Should be an epic show because we got Joe Dolan, that is, at FG underscore Dolan. He is the master, one of the owners of fantasypoints.com where you use the code 22 feast to get all kinds of goodies. Although, wait a minute, Joe, we probably want to switch that to 23 feast at some point here, right? Yeah, we're probably going to have to do that, Ross. Let me, uh, let me get on that. Uh, I will say this right now. Um, we have our super early bird special up at the website, which Ross, it's the dumbest thing on planet earth. Okay. It's so dumb. You get all the rest of the playoffs. You get all of our off-season content. And you get all of next season for 30% off the base price with no catches. It's so dumb. It should be 30% more. You get, you get more stuff. I don't understand how it works, but that's the way we're doing it. Wow. That's awesome. Use 22 feast or 23 feast. Try them both. <laughs> Make sure one of them works. At Fantasy points. Dot com. He's at FG underscore Dolan on social. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. Highly encourage you to follow Ross Tucker Pod on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook uh, because that's where we post the best of the best social media clips from each of our shows that I think you will really, really enjoy. Or you can check them out on TikTok over at Ross Tucker NFL on TikTok. Joe, there's only four games this weekend. So um, basically, we're playing in those, like, we can do those DraftKings free-to-play contests. For sure. For uh, up to $50,000, which is pretty amazing. We can also do the, the regular DFS stuff at, at DraftKings. So four games, man, I mean, that's rough. There's only eight teams to choose from. Indeed. Uh, so you're going to be digging in um, a little bit deeper than you typically are on this slate, but that's the fun of the playoffs. You got to be like, oh man, you know, let me tell you something. I really like Noah Gray this week, man. You know, <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of fun to be had with these slates because you got to, because if you want to fit in a Travis Kelsey, you're going to have to go down the board. Oh, maybe Jamichael Hasty will get a couple of carries, you know? Oh man. Noah Brett, T.Y. Hilton, yeah, let's go, man. Well, what if the Eagles take a deep shot to Quez Watkins? I'm going to be fired up about that. That that's that's the kind of slate that you play. But you know that that's playoff fantasy football. Fewer teams, um, a, a lot less uh, a, a lot less opportunities to get unique. Remember, you can get it, you can duplicate lineups in DFS. So a lot of people, if you play a one game slate, a lot of those who play one game slates, most of those who are good at them will tell you. Don't spend your full salary cap because if you spend your full salary cap, somebody is almost certainly going to duplicate your lineup. 
because there's so few players that they're all going to try to fit in all the big time good players. And then there's going to be somebody who, um, who just so happens to fit in at like 3000 bucks right there under the salary cap. And then if that lineup hits, you end up splitting the prize with 25 people. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into this week, um, including not spending your full salary cap. Um, But we can break down the games from, uh, from, I like to look at uh, point spreads. I like to look at, you know, player props for what to expect from this slate. Yeah. I like the player props as well. Uh, Always intriguing this time of year when you feel like you have, you know, there's not as many games, so you can kind of look at what the props are. There's all kinds of parlays that DraftKings has out there. Let's start with the Jags and the Chiefs. Joe, it's the first of the four. The Chiefs um, are at home 430 on Saturday. Yeah, so um, the Chiefs are eight-and-a-half-point favorites in this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 53 being the total. Ross, you will not be surprised to learn that Chiefs-Jaguars has the highest total on the slate. Now, um, if you're a betting man, here's what's interesting. The Jaguars are 5-1 and one against the spread over their last six games. They're 6-0 and oh straight up. Doug Peterson is 6-0 and oh straight up against the spread, or excuse me, he's 6-0 and oh against the spread as an underdog in the postseason, and we know that Doug Peterson's won a lot of games straight up as an underdog in the postseason, including uh, on the Eagles Super Bowl run a number of years ago. And here's what's interesting about this game. The Chiefs were 14-3. and They're obviously the number one seed. Andy Reid's coming off a bye. Andy Reid's 21-3 and after a bye in his NFL career straight up. But the Chiefs, and I'm, I'm sure Fezzik has brought this up, they are such a public side that they get overbet every single week. They are 5-11-1 against the spread. So that suggests this game might be a little bit closer than you anticipate, which means there's going to be opportunities for the Jaguars to score in this game. And these two teams did play. Um, they played back on November 13th. The, Jag- the Jags lost that game 27-17. to You know what's interesting about that game, Ross? What? Uh, it's, it's the second, it is the second to last game. The Jaguars lost all season. They were three and seven after playing the chiefs back on November 13th. They are currently 10 and eight. So the Jaguars have been red hot since then. Um, Trevor Lawrence has been with the exception of a terrible first half against the chargers, red hot. Um, Christian Kirk in this game, last time out nine for one Oh five and two touchdowns. Zay Jones, who who uh, got off the schneid last week? Um, in his uh, in his last three games prior to last week, Zay Jones had eight for fifty nine receiving total against the Chargers. He saw thirteen targets, eight for seventy four, and a score. He also caught eight passes the last time out against this Kansas City Chiefs team. I think it's a good spot for Trevor Lawrence to put up numbers. I think it's a good spot for Zay Jones and Christian Kirk to put up numbers. And as we know, the highest total on the slate. Kansas City, it's an eight and a half point spread, but Kansas City has been very, very poor at covering spreads this year. Kansas City is rightfully favored. I'm not trying to say that an upset is imminent here, but this game could be closer than anticipated, and maybe it's something in the 30 to 24 range. Maybe it's something in the 31-28 range based on uh, trends and histories, which gives the Jaguars plenty of opportunity to score in this game. I would not be afraid. One and done, DFS to use Jaguars and to use them with alacrity in this game. Interesting. Um, What is that Doug Peterson um, 
stat again. He's six and zero against the spread as an underdog in the postseason. Correct, six and zero against the spread as an underdog in the postseason. And 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 if you'll remember, um, uh, I have to go back and see uh, if he was an underdog um, against the Bears straight up. Um, but you remember in the the Eagles' twenty seventeen postseason run. Um, they were an underdog in every single game and won all three straight up. He won straight up um, against the um, he won the Bears straight, the next year? Against, uh, um, he won straight up. Well, last week against the Chargers, I believe the Eagles. Let me let me look at that game while while we're uh, while we're um, while we're chatting here. But um, I believe he was an underdog against the Seahawks um, uh, in that game where Carson Wentz got hurt. Uh, remember, and um, McCown came in, and they kind of kept it close-ish. Um, but yeah, Doug Peterson has won at least four games straight up as an underdog in the postseason. So, uh, hungry dogs, Ross, they hunt. Uh, and, and the Jaguars are hungry dogs right now. Unreal. What about the Chiefs? They got, uh, are we going to get, maybe we should have Clyde edwards Lair and Jody Fortson in our lineups, Joe. Nobody will do that. No, um, yeah, Edwards Alaire's got an opportunity. I don't know if he's. I really don't know how much Clyde Edwards Alaire is going to um, is going to play if he if he's active at all. Isaiah Pacheco had a strong game the last time these two teams played. Um, he had uh, he had 16 carries for 82 yards. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, who continues to be a touchdown scoring machine, caught six passes for 56 yards uh, in that game. Uh, Kadarius Tony scored a touchdown in that game and he's been coming on of late. So Kansas city with somebody like Juju Smith Schuster, who's been fading. I wonder if, uh, if the bye week is maybe good for him. Uh, Juju had four fewer targets in, um, in each of the last three games of the season. Um, Kadarius Tony snaps, uh, around 30%, but they've been using him. I wonder if they're using this bye week to get Kadarius Tony a little bit more involved in this offense. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I know he's eligible, um, could complicate the backfield. I don't anticipate Clyde Edwards-Alaire playing a whole lot of snaps in this contest. Anything else on the Chiefs we need to know? Anybody Uh, else? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are probably a good stack. They'll also be very popular popular this week. Hold on a second. We should stop the show. Should Should I get Jack to cut that clip? Where where Joe yeah, Dolan says uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey probably a pretty good stack. I don't know if anybody needs to if 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 I need anybody coming after me on uh, on Twitter. But uh, uh, did you see uh, we did have people coming after me on Twitter uh, about me using the Dolphins defense last week. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah, see that was, I, and they scored a touchdown. And I think is that the one that DraftKings. Uh, Promote, I think DraftKings posted Draft you saying promoted that. It, which was interesting because I was specifically referring to the FFPC contest, but the Dolphins, if you used them on DraftKings, not only did they save you money, they probably won you money. Um, Joe, you need to go back and quote tweet that and say, uh, as heard on Fantasy Feast last week, or <laughs> yeah, we I, need to. That's amazing. I got to give a shout out to my guy, Chris Wecht uh, from Fantasy Points who brought that up because like, because we were talking specifically about the FFPC contest and, but it's the same with DraftKings. You've got to create when on these short slates, you have got to create differentiation in your lineups. Nobody wants to use a defense against Josh Allen, but if you've looked at how the bills have played of late, Allen throwing picks, taking sacks, turning the ball over. It was very easy to see an outcome 
where the Dolphins defense put up a good score and the Dolphins still lost that game. That is exactly what happened in that contest. Let's move on and let's get to uh, the Giants and the Eagles Saturday night. I'll be in the booth for this one, Joe. What do you think? Well, first and foremost, Ross, Daniel Jones is playing well. And I, I, I don't think that's deniable right now. But I was very, I definitely expected this line to move towards the Giants. I think I saw it open at eight and a half in some places. It got bet down to seven. And now I'm not surprised to see it up to seven and a half on the Eagles because I think some of the sharper guys are going to come in and bet the Eagles. Again, the sharper guys, the, the wise guys, whoever you want to call them, the high rollers, that doesn't always mean they're right. Often the public is right. The public saw that eight and a half, saw that seven and a half, saw that eight and took it with the Giants because of the Giants coming off that performance. But I got to tell you, that Viking defense offers no resistance whatsoever. Terrible. I can't believe he's not fired yet, the D coordinator. Uh, I I cannot believe that. And and that is not to take away from Daniel Jones. It's not to take away from Brian Dable and the job that those two guys have done. I think Daniel Jones has made himself a lot of money. I think Brian um, Dable might be shining up a shelf uh, on his trophy case. Um, because of because of all that stuff and and look Daniel Jones is thrown to guys they picked up off the scrap heap Richie James Isaiah Hodgins Darius Slayton Darius Slayton is like um raw like like one of those ingredients that you use like every like other year and it, but it has a great shelf life and you're like oh yeah I think I still have some of that I got a I got an open thing of panko breadcrumbs in my fridge you know ah we can put that on the mac and cheese. I used it last year. Darius Slayton, they wanted to go out and they wanted to get new panko breadcrumbs. They wanted to go shopping at Publix and say, well, I guess Wegmans up there. They wanted to go shopping at Wegmans and say, oh, you know what? I think I have some panko in the fridge, but they're old. Let's get some new stuff. They forgot to buy it. They had to use the old stuff and the old stuff has come through. That's what Darius Slayton is for them. So credit to the Giants, but That Viking defense offers zero resistance whatsoever. The Eagles are getting healthier. The the last time these two teams played healthy, um, a number of weeks ago in New York, the Eagles destroyed them. And I I think the Giants are playing better than that right now. If you'll remember, uh, Saquon Barkley came into that game um, with a neck injury. He played a limited role. He only had nine carries for 28 yards, so that's obviously different. The Saquon I saw last week and the Saquon I've been seeing this year um, is as close to rookie season Saquon as we've seen um, with that burst, that elusiveness. But the Eagles defense is, you know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's healthy. Josh Sweat, after that scary injury a couple of weeks ago, is going to play. He's not even on the injury report. The Eagles defense is as close to as healthy as it's going to get. Now, the question is, Avante Maddox, the slot corner, is not going to play in this game, I don't think. Nick Sirianni did not seem very positive. Now, what I think that means is C.J. Gardner-Johnson is going to play slot corner, and they'll have Reed Blankenship playing safety. I wonder if that's a little bit exploitable for Richie James. I think Gardner-Johnson's a great slot player, but I wonder if Richie James, maybe some Daniel Bellinger, and a deep shot to Darius Slayton is where the Giants are going to look to attack in this game. Because Darius Slay has been, I'm not saying he's been bad, but over the last couple of weeks, he's been seeding up some bigger plays. And maybe that's an area of concern for the Eagles. 
it's one where Jonathan Gannon's entire philosophy, the Eagles defensive coordinator, his entire philosophy is prevent big plays. They've been giving them up a little bit more than I think Jonathan Gannon would like to give up. And I think Brian Dable is maybe going to try to test that with Darius Slayton in this game. Um, But the offensive line for the Giants is going to be the key because the Eagles pass rush is as healthy as it's going to be. Um, Robert Quinn's practicing. Like I said, Josh Sweat isn't even on the injury report after that scary neck injury. Uh, the Eagles led the NFL in sacks, I think, or second all-time in NFL in sacks in a single season. And Daniel Jones is still somebody, if you pressure him, you can get after him, force some inaccurate throws, and get the Giants off the field. The Eagles have the talent advantage in this game on the defensive side of the football. What about the Eagles on the offensive side of the ball? Well, speaking of the Eagles injury report, you know, Nick Sirianni, after Jalen Hurts played a couple weeks ago, and obviously he looked rusty against the Giants in that game, and I think that was to be anticipated. The Eagles did not run him at all in that game. I don't think there was a single design Jalen Hurts run. Um, I think there was there might have been a sneak, but there was nothing like in the terms of the zone read or uh, or anything like that. He had a couple of scrambles. And I think the Eagles, I think quite obviously, become easier to defend if you know Jalen Hurts isn't going to run. And I think the Giants knew that in that game. They're like, look, we're playing our backups. He's playing hurt. There's no way he's going to come out and carry the ball 15 times. They were right. And it made him a little easier to defend. But Jalen Hurts is not on the injury report. And, and, and now, I'm not saying like, oh, he doesn't have a game day designation. He is not listed on the injury report. Now, as you well know, Ross, there are uh, fines to be had for that. I, I, I don't know how often it's enforced in the NFL. But the Eagles, not only, not only was Jalen Hurts a full practice participant with his shoulder injury, he doesn't even, it wasn't even notable enough to get him on the report. So, is it gamesmanship? I think it's probably not. I think Jalen Hurts is probably feeling pretty good. So, the, I don't think the Giants can come into this game anticipating that Jalen Hurts is not going to be a threat as a runner. Because if they anticipate that, I think Jalen Hurts can pick them apart as a runner. So I think it's going to be an interesting game of chess on that side of the uh, of the ball. And I'm willing to use Jalen Hurts the way I think Jalen Hurts can be used as a hammer quarterback one. I think Mahomes is going to be more popular on the four-game slate because people might have some concerns about Hurts. But I think Jalen Hurts has the opportunity to put up big-time numbers uh, in this game. Uh, the fact that he's not listed on the injury report is a phenomenal sign. Um, the Giants did a absolutely spectacular job on Justin Jefferson last week credit to Wink Martindale but here's the problem the Eagles have two record-setting wide receivers on their team and I uh, Ross we know Adam Thielen's a good player he's not Devontae Smith A.J. Brown broke the Eagles single season receiving yards record Devontae Smith broke the Eagles single season single season receiving receptions record by a wide receiver uh, Zach Ertz still had more catches one year um, so if they're going to try to take out AJ Brown, the way they took out Justin Jefferson, Devontae Smith is going to pick the giants apart and the giants. I think what's very notable about them is in two games against the Minnesota Vikings in re- recent weeks, TJ Hawkinson ate them alive. Dallas Goddard. This is your time to shine. Speaking of money, Joe, you know, what else is money, actual money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions 
monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Listen, everybody, all these credit card companies, you always sign up for, they make you sign up for the uh, paperless statements, right? And then you don't look at them. I know I'm guilty of that. So when I got the Rocket Money app on my phone and actually linked my bank accounts and saw the subscriptions, I was like, wait, what? I didn't even need Apple Plus TV anymore because I had a free subscription. Like I'm paying for stuff I don't even need. And you can literally just press cancel, which is amazing. They save the average person up to $720 a year. And that's over 3 million people. So over 3 million people have saved on average $720 a year. Crazy easy to get the Rocket Money app. Stop throwing your money away. You can cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash feast. That's rocketmoney.com slash feast. Rocketmoney.com slash feast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe, let's get to Sunday. Yeah. I'll be on the sideline. You've always got a doubleheader. Bengals at the Bills. What should I be looking for? Um, I think the big concern here, by the way, the Bengals are, are five-point underdogs. 48.5 is the total. Um, and this is one of the more interesting spreads of the week for me because I don't think even look, – look, they want a playoff game, okay? I don't care who you're playing. I don't care if you win by one. I don't care if you win by 101. The Bills won a playoff game last week. They advanced. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter how pretty it was. But I think this is an interesting line here. Five is a weird number. It shows that, like, the the books really don't know what to do with it. Nor Because normally you see, like, a three, a three and a half, a six, a six and a half. Five is right in that kind of ugly zone where they're not really sure what to do with it. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, the Bills played like crap last week. Um, and the Bills, because they have talent – and Josh Allen can always make a big time throw and Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, who turns into who turns into Randy Moss in the playoffs. Um, these guys can make big plays at any given time. They can also Josh Allen's also made some dumb plays. But the Bengals, that offensive line is a big concern. It was the reason they lost the Super Bowl last year. And they went out and they went to attack um, uh, that offensive line in the offseason. What were their two big additions to that offensive line in the offseason? Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins. Who's hurt? Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins. Jonah Williams got hurt last week. So this is an offensive line that is arguably in worse shape than it was in last year's playoffs. And they're going up against a Buffalo Bill defense that sacked Skylar Thompson multiple times, to- uh, four times as a matter of fact. But the Bengals are red hot. The Bengals have won nine consecutive games. And for the first time in that span, they failed to cover last week against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens could have you, me, and Jack as the quarterback and two top wide receivers and somehow cover a point spread. I don't understand how it happens. It's ugly. But the Ravens had a shot to win that game. Um, So Cincinnati, uh, in a world of hurt on the offensive line, um, I'm not really sure how to – 
how to square um, the the Dolphins' receiving performance against the Bills' defense last week in terms of numbers. You know, Tyreek Hill seven for sixty nine. Jalen Waddle had like three drops, like awful drops in that game. So Skylar Thompson made some throws on them. There is going to be an opportunity for the Bengals to score in this game, and with the the Bengals offensive line injuries make it a little tough for me to really back them. I'm not so sure that overall they aren't the more talented team or playing better than the bills. So the five would be tempting for me in this game from the Bengals, not saying they're going to win it straight up, but I think that's a little bit um, tempting. And here, here's a DFS uh, a tidbit for you. Joe Mixon is coming off a season low 45% snap share. Now, now you might be saying, oh, Dolan, oh, that's Samaj P. Ryan, DFS. I'm not 100% sure of that, and here's why. I don't love you, Joe Mixon, here. Samaj P. Ryan was essentially kept into block as an extra offensive lineman. We know they trust him um, at, in pass protection. Well, with that offensive line falling apart, don't be surprised to see Samaj P. Ryan get a lot of work in this game, even if it doesn't translate from a fantasy perspective. The Bills offensively. You're right, by the way, about the drops by the Dolphins. What about yeah. the Bills offensively? Um, look, Josh Allen. Here's the thing I'll say about Josh Allen, man. He'll he'll go play in traffic every single day. And, and you know what? He might get hit. But if he survives, he's like, that was fun. I'm going to go do it again. And, and like, I, I think a lot of people respect the way Josh Allen plays. Um, Greg Cosell always used to say this about Eli Manning. We know Eli used to have a, a, a penchant for some bad interceptions, but he said he had selective amnesia. He would be like, hey, you know what? It was an interception. It's, I'm not going to let it ruin my confidence. I think that's the way Josh Allen is going to play in this game. Um, and Josh Allen is obviously, he can turn the ball over. He can get sacked. Josh Allen can also make spectacular throws as we, uh, as we, um, as we saw. The Bengals did allow the third fewest fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks during the regular season. Um, but Tyler Huntley, 226 and two passing, nine for 54 rushing last week. Tyler Huntley played the best game of the season for them. Um, Stefan Diggs, back to back games with seven catches and 100 plus yards. Um, the Bengals allowed four different wide receivers in weeks uh, 15 and 16 to get 83 or more receiving yards. That's four different receivers. And then they played the Ravens the last two games, and the Ravens just don't have any wide receivers. So I view this as an exploitable matchup for Stefan Diggs uh, and Gabe Davis. Isaiah McKenzie missed last week with a uh, with a hamstring injury. And the question I have with Isaiah McKenzie, if he comes back, what's his role? Because both Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley scored, and Khalil Shakir played pretty well uh, in McKenzie's stead. They essentially split the slot role down the middle. Um, and both of those guys played well. Shakir had three catches for 51, and, and Beasley had the touchdown. Dawson Knox has scored in five straight games for the Bills. He's kind of become their go-to red zone guy. Um, meanwhile, Devin Singletary and James Cook. Interesting. Devin Singletary had 55% of the snaps to 31% for Cook. And though n- neither guy saw a target, Cook actually got more carries than Devin Singletary in that game. And J.K. Dobbins had a strong game last week. Gus Edwards had a strong game last week. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bills run the ball a little bit here. And James Cook might be their preferred guy to do that right now. 
Didn't you say last week that you thought he might be the breakout guy of the playoffs? Yeah, and like he didn't get the snap share I was looking for, but he scored the touchdown. He looks pretty explosive right now. Not to not to hold anything against Singletary, who had some hard charging runs in that game, but I think they really trust what Cook's giving them right now. Last but not least, Joe, we head over to Sunday night. Cowboys Niners. Boy, Dak looked good, let's be honest. Yeah, he looked he looked really good. Um and the Buccaneers offense just couldn't move the football. They couldn't protect Tom Brady. This is going to be pretty fascinating. Um, I think you can go, you can get the ball down the field on the 49ers. You know, obviously that pass rush, Bose is going to win player of the year, defensive player of the year. We'll see what's up with the Cowboys offensive line. I know Jason Peters got hurt in that game. I don't think the Cowboys offensive line is a weakness, but I don't think it's anywhere near the strength it has been in years past. By the way, the Cowboys are three and a half point underdogs in this game. And I think that's fascinating because of how much hype the 49ers are getting as the best team in the NFC and Brock Purdy and all that. I think people are really impressed by what they saw with the Cowboys. And I think they're wondering if that Cowboys pass rush is finally the thing that's going to make Brock Purdy kind of look like a seventh round rookie quarterback but from the Cowboys perspective here is the thing that I think fascinates me because I think this the 49ers are most exploitable to big plays in the passing game well who are the Cowboys guys going to be to do that CeeDee Lamb more of a slot receiver but he can get down the field you know CeeDee Lamb's coming off a game um, he's, he scored eight touchdowns in his last 11 games. He's hit 16 fantasy points in nine of his last 11. Um, but last week he wasn't really needed. He had just four catches. DK Metcalf went nuts on them. Um, last week, Michael Gallup is coming off his second best fantasy performance of the season. Um, T.Y. Hilton had two for 23 last week, but he had finished with more receiving yards than Gallup in weeks 16 through 18. I would not be surprised to see a deep shot to T.Y. Hilton be part of their game plan. I would not be surprised to see a couple deep shots to T.Y. Hilton be a part of their game plan, which I think uh, could help you fill out a DFS lineup um, in this game. Now, um, in the backfield, I think people have been saying it forever. Um, Tony Pollard, snap share, carries, scrimmage yards, and receptions. He led Ezekiel Elliott in all of those categories uh, in the in the game against the Buccaneers. The 49ers gave up the fewest fantasy points per game to running backs uh, in the regular season. But Kenneth Walker had a solid game against them, 63 yards uh, and a touchdown on 4.2 yards per carry. I will tell you this. I would think it would be a mistake for the Dallas Cowboys to give the ball quite a bit to Ezekiel Elliott in this game, based on what we've seen from Pollard, based on the 49ers defense. The Niners, man, I don't even know what position to say McCaffrey is anymore or Debo. Yep. They're just weapons. And, and they're so hard to defend. And and the the Cowboys, I think Kyle Shanahan is probably, I think he's probably salivating right now because he knows how exploitable this secondary can be. And I don't think he's going to look at that Buccaneers game as a template for what the 49ers are going to do. Brock Purdy has more mobility than Tom Brady. They have a better offensive line uh, than the Buccaneers have. And quite frankly, they have a better coaching staff than the Buccaneers have. And this is an exploitable secondary. I've said it for weeks and we know it. Now, if Dallas can get Micah Parsons to wreak havoc on the 49ers offensive line the way he did on the Bucs, then that's a different story. Brock Purdy, um, you know, Ross, he got away with a couple last week. He really did. Uh, what's the 
there was the I think it was it might have been to IU. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like um kind of a skinny post on the left side and the safety yeah. was coming up. That ball should have been intercepted. Or at the very least, that ball never should have been thrown. Um so if Dallas can get after Brock Purdy, there is an exploitable uh, there is a weakness here. But that being said, Purdy has shown to me some pretty impressive second reaction ability. Um, it's something that is just not a part of Jimmy Garoppolo's game. And yeah, Purdy, and when I say second reaction, yeah, he can scramble for 10 yards on third and eight. He can do that. Um, but also extend a play in the pocket, let your really good weapons get open and make a play. He's shown that ability as well. And if they can protect Brock Purdy, this is a team that you can throw on. It's a team that you've been able to throw on for basically the entire season. Tebow Samuel had his best game of the season last week. Brandon Ayuk um, has seen only five targets in each of the last two weeks with Debo back, but he's caught seven of them for 132 yards. And we definitely know that Christian McCaffrey is going to get the ball a ton in this game. Um, this this is just going to be one of the more fascinating breakdowns because I think it's an opportunity for the Cowboys to get after a rookie quarterback and say, Hey, look, we're going to pressure him. We're going to force him to make the mistakes that he almost made last week. On the other hand, if they protect him, Debo Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk, George Kittle, these guys have the opportunity to go nuts in this matchup. At FG underscore Dolan, please go to fantasypoints.com now. Use 22 Feast. If that doesn't work, then 23 Feast does, and they got the new one going. Trust me, you want to get in on that discount. The early bird special is amazing. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Love these breakdowns from Joe. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. You can always watch us, too, by the way. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.